You know the vibes! Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K24. If you don't yet get your copy, mm. the link is in the description. Myself, Momuzi, alongside me as always, the three-time NBA champion, Mr. BJ Armstrong. How's your day going? How's your week going? Everything is everything, bro. <laughs> everything is everything. I'm ready to get it, you know? All right, man. I'm feeling good. We're going to talk some NBA. Do what we do. Do you know who else is feeling good? Who's that? Mr. Devin Booker. Walked into okay. Madison Square Garden, walked away with the game winner. Okay. And uh, it was amazing because he was actually double teamed when he hit the game winner fading out of bounds. And he's famous for not wanting to be double teamed in the off season. So okay. luckily all that complaining and all that practice paid off. But the Suns have now won seven games in a row. Third in the Western Conference, 11 and six. Now Bradley Beal has been out, but... You know, even with KD missing, they're still racking up wins. Devin Booker um, is 8-1 and one this season in the games that he's played. He's averaging a crazy 29.4 points, 50-40-90 club, and a career-high 8.9 assists per game. Um, he's putting up insane numbers. I know you don't care too much for the stats, but if anyone was wondering, <laughs> um, he's the third player in the last 50 years to have 265 points and 80 assists through his first nine games. The only other two were Russell Westbrook in his MVP season and James Harden in his, oh, well, he came runner-up in uh, 2017 to Russell Westbrook in that season. So he's putting up great numbers. The Suns are playing great, even without Beal. Uh, KD's missed some, Booker's missed some. It's not slowing them down. Is their depth a lot better than what you were expecting heading into this season, BJ? Well, you know, we're talking about a team that has the, I guess, the expectation to win a championship. I think that's when you look at Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Now we're saying we have three players who are very capable of not only carrying a team, they've all done it individually in their career, but now they're combining their talents and now they have a team where they feel they can compete at the highest level. So winning regular season games, Devin Booker has, this is nothing new to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe if this is your first time watching the game, which is fair. If you haven't seen basketball in the last four or five years, Devin Booker, ladies and gentlemen, is very capable of winning a game in the regular season, and in the playoffs all by himself. As long as it's not game seven or an elimination game. That's in, that's in the next, that's in tomorrow's podcast. Today's podcast. <laughs> Don't get me started. We yes. We know Devin Booker is capable. We Unless know Kevin Luka Durant. Is there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. We know Kevin Durant. Okay. And, and Bradley Beal is a fantastic player and he all-star caliber level player when he's healthy. So, all right, they're eight and one. They win a game in November in the last nine games. However, there's major concerns with this team because both they haven't had those three players play together more than what, maybe one game or two games? The, the, I don't think the big three. I don't think Bill's played. Um, yeah, Bill has played. He's, he's played, only played three played, games, but I don't, but I don't think, think he's played Booker, with, with the two of them yes, together. Uh, the, yes. So right now, Mo. They're piecemealing this together. They are talented enough to do that. They have some really good players. Grayson Allen and, and these guys are really good players. Grayson Allen is shooting 48% from three. 
okay, and 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 those guys are really good players that they have over there. And they have a couple of players who are just elite players. Okay. Those guys are top 15 players. They are elite players. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, I think that's the one thing I think we all can probably agree upon that they are in the top 15 of everybody's list currently now in the NBA. Yeah. And Devin, and when Bradley Beal is healthy, he's without question a top 25 player. Okay. When yeah. he's healthy. So with that saying, Mo, I'm, anxiously awaiting to see can they get healthy and will this work because to me that is the only question that i have i mean they have really good players and when you look at their team and you began to look at what they're doing we should not be surprised okay we should not we should not be surprised by what we're seeing with this group this is a really really good team Okay, I know, you know, Air Gordon, for instance, is a really good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's been fantastic. <laughs> you know, it was a veteran experience coming off the bench um, and he, even stepping in, you know, when he when he needs to. Um, you know, Grayson Allen won a championship there in. Against in, the in Phoenix Suns. The Suns. Yeah. Sort of saying. And then oh, Kobe, Nurkic, and these guys, come in Nurkic. and I think he's. He's more comfortable in his role than yes. perhaps DeAndre Ian was because he wasn't too happy. Uh, Jordan Goodwin, fantastic uh, pickup in that in that trade for Bill. I think I wrote about him in my newsletter, uh, which for some reason to all the people who subscribe to the newsletter, there is a problem with the service. So I apologize. The they've not been getting emailed out, but um, he's been he's been a nice pickup. He's been giving him solid minutes. Um, Drew Eubanks has been giving them decent minutes, and then Kevin Durant right. is just putting up when he plays. Because he's played 15 games so far, he's putting up insane numbers. He's putting up 2K yeah. numbers. So I don't think we should be surprised. But I, but I think the, the main talking point was with this team during the offseason is people thought that their bench was really thin. People thought that outside of their big three, they didn't have the necessary depth to actually compete. But now after seeing what you've seen from the squad, do you see them as a team that can be around in conference finals and maybe even in NBA finals if, like... Maybe if Bradley Beal's not even healthy with Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker as their two stars. Well, if they're going to win the NBA championship this year, okay, they're going to need everyone and they're going to need their full team intact, ready to go in an extended amount of time. Okay. If they continue to go on this path, we've seen this before where you've seen very talented teams and they just couldn't get healthy. They're going to need these teams to beat the elite level teams. Okay, but when you talk about winning a regular season game and then you talk about winning four out of seven, you're going to need more than what they currently have to beat Jokic four out of seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, is that fair? You're going to need right now, if you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, if you look at these teams, you're going to need all of their players to be healthy and ready to go. And be playing at the, an elite level if they're going to win the NBA championship. Now, are they talented enough to win regular season games? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know, because you have scheduling, timing. Sometimes you just play well, matchups. We have all of those things. However, we're talking about winning four out of seven. Okay? And they're going to, at some point, they're going to have to win on the road. Okay? They're not, 
it's possible for them to win every game at home, but more than likely they're not. They're going to be challenged. They're going to have to go on the road. They're going to have to play and face some adversity. Well, That's they've been part better of the on the roads. They're seven and two on the road so far, and four and four at home, which yeah, is kind yeah, of crazy. But let's, let's, you know, but then let's take it to who they're playing. You know, is this a? I don't. I haven't looked at their schedule. I haven't really been able to observe their schedule. What is their scheduling? What's their days off? So forth and so on. However, right now, give them credit, Mo. For as you know, you hear me say, win the games you're supposed to win. Just win those games. That's the first sign of a good team. But the key for this team, they have to get healthy. That's a concern for me because even though they're winning games, they're going to play different, believe it or not, Mo, when all of those guys are on the floor together. And they have no chemistry as we talk, as we're talking right now on this podcast. And that's going to be a different team once those guys get on the floor. They're going to defend different. The spacing on the floor is going to be different. The rotations are going to be different. The play calls are going to be different. And all of those things are going to have to, they got to work all of that out. So let's hope that those guys can get on the floor for an extended amount of time to work through all of this. Cause I think it would be great for the game. And I want to see those guys play if possible and see how good they can be because right now, Mo, I'm encouraged with the role players that they have. I'm encouraged by that. However, if we're going to win the final game, they're going to need their star players to be stars. And right now we haven't seen them. I mean, Frank Vogel's done a fantastic job, especially defensively coaching this team and their role players have all stepped up. But another team in the NBA who's currently on a seven-game winning streak. We talked about them a little bit um, with Scott yesterday and, and earlier in the week, last week. Um, but the Orlando Magic continued to stack up the wins. Seven the, in a row, second the in the East, 12 and five. Now, the question here with the Magic is they didn't make significant off-season moves. I mean, they brought in Joe Ingles and they drafted uh, anti-Black. But what's the difference for this team um, aside from their players have just developed and got better, why do we not see more well, teams? Well, I, I, I think you just off? said it. Well, you, you just said it, Mo. You, you, you just said it. It's easier said than done, right? Traditionally, we look for the quickest turnaround is in free agency. You get a star player, he comes to your team, it instantly makes you better. That's the quickest way to to get better, uh, to improve your team. Okay, so if you can't get in free agency, we go to the draft. You draft a Wimbenyama. You start drafting Akeem Olajuwon. You start drafting those players. Okay, then another way, Mo, is you can make these trades. Mo, greatest time for Mo to talk basketball is at the trade deadline. Mo loves it. He just he he takes it to another level if that's possible. <laughs> I love it. I mean, what, what can I say? You can yeah, see exactly. You it's a I mean? make or break day with all the pressure on you, man. You know, you know what I mean. I, like, you know, I can't wait. Mo, I'll put it like that. I, Mo I comes wait. into the podcast every day, not on, not nine, but on ten. He's on <laughs> ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Believe it, ladies. Believe this or not, ladies and gentlemen. He goes to 11 once the trade deadline happens, <laughs> if that's possible. And then you have the final way, Mo, which we're all trying to understand. We're all trying to understand it, right? That's why teams are spending millions and millions of dollars on player development. Because we know that the players now that we are drafting, because of their age, Mo, they're underdeveloped. And you don't know which one is going to develop, a la this kid, Tyrese Halliburton, 
you just you don't know, right? You, we 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 all thought eh, you got a chance, you know, good size, da da da, and then suddenly, boom. Well, you can have two players in the same workout in the same system with the same coaches. One takes off and the other doesn't. If we had that answer, Mo, you and I would be trillionaires. Okay. <laughs> hey, now Mo knows it, but he won't share it with the rest of us. So that's 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 that's. <laughs> no, I'm Mo waiting knows. for that GM job. You feel me? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Mo's waiting to share that with us. However, when you see young players take off like this, like you've seen in Orlando, you just you you marvel at it. You go, wow! Suddenly, Mo, here's a team that didn't make the playoffs last year. They didn't make the play in last year, and I think now, Mo, they're like second. I think. Or third, mm-hmm. somewhere around in there. The east right now, as we in speak. the east right now. And they haven't made any significant moves traditionally that we make, right? You know, they yep. didn't get Damian Lillard. They didn't get any of these players. And suddenly they just stay pat, kept working, kept turning the wheel, if you it, 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 turning the wheel. And then now they're in second place. So congrats to them. Scott identified them what a couple of weeks ago when he said this is a team he's going to be watching. And suddenly they are playing consistent basketball now, especially at home. They're tough out at home right now. And then as their confidence begins to build, they're going to be even better on the road. So this is a young team that you say, for what for whatever reason, give those people down there credit. Because now, Mo, they have real talent. And they have talent that's performing. So I love it when young players take potential off their name. I love it. Now, Mo, the next step is, should we start expecting them to win? That's that's the next step. Mo, they're winning, but we didn't expect them to win. And now, all of a sudden, Mo, when the Orlando Magic come into town, guess what they're going to say? The second place mm-hmm. Orlando Magic. And, and this is all with Wendell Carter Jr. has only played five games as well. So that's what they I'm can saying. get even stronger when he comes back into the lineup. Like, so I, I think these next 20 or 25 games or so, Mo, is going to be a really a great test to say, are we for real? Or are we just a team that just kind of snuck up on everybody? Because I'm, when you start winning with the expectations, Mo, then that, that's saying something. I think for me, I'm looking at them and it's not that they're putting up crazy scoring numbers. They don't have a player on their roster averaging more than 20 points a game. It's the defense and the intensity led by, you know, Jalen Suggs. And, Say it again, Mo. It's music to my ear. <laughs> well, you want to, well, if you really want to get the energy right, let's just start talking about defense because it's amazing how every team that wins, it's like the one vibration that no one talks about. Everyone likes to sing about, you know, PER and shooting. Yeah, yeah, like, like all the things. Pacers had a hot start, but they're putting up 150 points a game. So is that sustainable? Who knows? But the magic, they're doing this through the defensive side of the ball, which leads me to believe, based on what we know about the game, that when your team is based on defense, defense. it is easier to maintain that as the season progresses. So what are you Absolutely. seeing that stands out on the defensive side for them? Well, Mo, they have a young team. They're able to extend their defense, right, with Suggs and Anthony and all of these guys. And, Mo, they have nice they may not have what I would consider an elite athlete that stands out, right? You know, they don't have a guy who jumps 50 inches or whatever block shots, kind of like a Zion or something like that. However, Bo, they have really strong athletes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the tallest, Bo. Yes. You, you know, they have really strong athletes. And you got to like what you see with this team because 
They're young players, Mo. They they were ready to play in an NBA game. And that's what you like. That's what you really like about this team, right? You know, when you start looking at guys who are playing, just, just their height along, you know, like, you know, Jonathan Isaac. He's been fantastic now that he's finally got healthy. Jalen I mean, Suggs, Paulo Boncharo. You know, those guys are like, those are big athletes. I mean, Paulo is like, he's like 6'10", 245, 250. That's good size. Jalen Suggs is a 6'4", 6'5", guard. Okay. You know, you know, Markel Fultz, when he's healthy, he's a 6'4", 6'5", guard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you got Mo and Wagner you coming say off enough. the bench with the energy. Mo he Wagner crazy and energy off the bench. I can't say enough about those guys. And they're every bit 6'10", 6'11", both of them. Okay. So those are really good athletes. You're talking about Wendell Carter when he's healthy, 6'9", another 6'10", athlete. So when you start looking at their athletes, you're going, these are some athletes who are ready to play. You know, when you look at Wimbin Yaman, I'm just using him as an example, and you look at Chet Holmgren, you're saying they're tall. However, it's going to take maybe a year or two, maybe longer, to get their body in position where they can play through the physicality like Jokic does and Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid, you know, Giannis. They just play through it. Wendell Carter can play through the contact right now. (laughs) Okay? You know what I mean, Mo? Like, he's a young kid. So give them credit. Give their scouting department credit, their executives, their coaching to identify players who fit their culture. Clearly they have something that they've identified there. And now you're seeing what they have put together down there in a way that's allowing them to compete and win games, especially this early in the season. So congrats to those guys, the foundation, the future looks really bright down there. However, Mo, with that comes expectations. So let's see how this plays out in the next 15 or 20 games. And then, Mo, once we cross the, cross the 50 game mark, you and I will know, like, this team's for real. Well, but you always say to me, don't tell me after it's happened, tell me before it happens. Before, so, without man. seeing the next 15 to 20 games, do you look at the Magic as a playoff team? I think, Mo, I think where they're at right now, I think they can be in the play in. I think they, I think they are playing maybe a little better maybe because of the season, the schedule, or whatever the case may be. Maybe they're just really that good. However, Bo, I I always, I had a coach always say, never trust happiness. You're never as good as you think you are, but you're never as bad as you think you are. I think they're somewhere in between. Do I think they're in the upper echelon where they're currently at? No. But Bo, do I think they are five through eight or five through 10? I think that's where they're at right now. I think that's where they're I think that's where they're at five through ten. They could be five or six and get into the playoffs, but I also could see them seven and eight getting to the play in. But I think that's where they're at. I think if you said at the beginning of the season they're going to be eight, nine, or ten, and they had an opportunity to play meaningful games for the entire 82 games, I think they would have taken that in a heartbeat. Now, Mo, do you could you have said or anyone have said other than the true Orlando Magic? fan that we were going to be in second place after about 15 to 20 games no 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 you're not and and here's the crazier part is not so much the standings they've got the number one ranked defense in the nba this is what i'm saying so i think they are playing i think they beat boston and denver back to back as well yeah i think they are playing maybe a little above probably where we all had a pick however well this is just a this is a sign to say hey we have the ability to do this but can you do it now with the expectations on you? 
Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole different ball game. So, like I said, give them credit. I'm going to watch them. I'm I'm rooting for these young people. However, you know, Mo, when it gets down to it, if they can keep this up and somehow get into the playoffs, that's a huge, huge win for that organization. And we haven't had a lot to say about the Orlando Magic over the last couple of years. So I think this is a movement in the right direction. I think let's give Paulo Bonchero a lot of credit since he's arrived there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jamal Mosley and that staff, let's give them credit and give their, their executives for identifying players because now Mo, they clearly have depth. They have depth down there now. At, at, BJ, here's the thing. It feels early. We're 20% of the way through the NBA season already. Right. We, yes. in, in a week or two, we're going to be a quarter of the way through the season. So and they're holding I, up. Yes, they are. So give them credit. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be rooting for them. However, I know how difficult that is to make that transition. And clearly, they are ahead of schedule. In my book. Maybe mm-hmm. others. But in my book, I didn't have them saying that was going to be the number two seed in the, in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, respect to them. Now, 20% of the way through the NBA season, I want to talk about a player that we touched on in yesterday's episode with Scott, and that's Chet Holmgren. Because right now he's averaging 18 points, eight rebounds, two and a half assists, 2.3 blocks, uh, two threes a game, and he's doing it on 50, 40, and 88 shooting splits. Uh, he had a huge game on the weekend against the Sixers. He put up 33 points to go along with six rebounds and three blocks. Um, and I saw a tweet, my friend Alex Hoops put out a tweet saying, you can't name 10 centers better than Chet Holmgren right now in the NBA. So I wanted to put together a game of what we played last week, and it's called Would You Rather? And I'm going to give you the names of centers who right now, would you rather have them or Chet Holmgren? Are you ready? Well, I'm going to listen to you. I, I don't know if I want to play this game. You are playing like this a, game. It feels like it feels like a setup to me, right? It oh, feels no. like a, this is not a setup. It's just Chet your opinion. Is, Chet Chet has only played in fifteen games. But that's what so, I'm saying right okay. now. If we if we at the park and then and we're picking and it's the okay. last spot on your team and you got to pick between Chet and this player, who are you going to pick? Right. Okay. So we're going to take Jokic and Embiid off the board. Of course, that's not even a conversation. Who would you rather have, Chet Holmgren or DeAndre Ayton? This is a, this is these are. See, I didn't questions. think I thought that would be a pretty quick answer because for no, me it's clear. Are, the, yeah, okay. Well, I'll let you speak on it, it because I, I I think these are I think these are set up questions right now. BJ saw the, the Instagram reel get a hundred thousand views when we did this with uh, Dame Lillard last week, and now we don't. No, I, did, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't see it here with dame lillard i don't i don't know you know as you know i don't okay okay vj there's an app on iphone and and android called instagram and people post videos right and we we did this last week with dame saying would you rather and that i think has got over a hundred thousand maybe close to one hundred fifty thousand people so we're doing this again this week okay but but here's the thing here is the thing that but i there's there's body of work and what you've done my and this is the probably the scouting part of me. Okay, this is the scouting part of me. Okay, I get it. Like, whatever it is, if you say Damian Lillard and whatever, I gotta look at where you're at at that moment in time. No executive is gonna try to build a team around a hold his day now, 33, 34. If you're trying to build mm-hmm. a team, I remember I kind of remember vaguely remember the question. Yeah. 
okay, you have a 34 year old guard. Like it's not, it's not a real question. It's kind of like just a fun exercise to do. However, unfortunately or fortunately, however you look at it, the scouting part of me knows how difficult it would be. And that's why many executives don't do it. You don't try to build a team around a smaller guard. It's only been yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not talking okay. about building a team. We're talking about right now for yeah, just this right season. Okay. For no, just no, no. this looking one at, I'm looking, singular I'm, season. Okay. I'm looking at this one singular season. Okay. Yes. So when you say DeAndre Ayton, I can't I cannot forget what DeAndre Ayton did on his route to the NBA finals that way. I, I can because he's never okay. done that since. Okay. That that as a scout, yeah. your job is to report what you've seen. Yes. <laughs> that that's the difference. See, it's like a scientist. My job is not to have an opinion about it, it's to say, this is what I've seen, here's what he's done, and here's what it is. That's that that's that, okay. I, I'm trained to do it. So yes. okay. So when you say when you said that question, I'm saying to myself, I know what I've seen. Now, if we can play in the if we want to play a game like let's play the future game. What do I think Chet's going to do in the future? I think Chet has a chance. But right now, I know there's by no stretch of the imagination can Chet Holmgren play seven games versus Jokic because that's who he's going to see I know Chet has no chance of playing seven games right now physically versus Giannis and Brooke Lopez in a game I know he has no chance to play against Anthony Davis and these guys for seven games physically now if we if now if we want to say what do I think of Chet three four years when he has an opportunity to do that because it's not a fair question it, you got you got to put it in its proper context. So, in one hand, if you said Chet right now, and what he has done, I can only tell you what I've seen. I haven't seen Chet do it, and it's impossible for anyone to say they've seen Chet do it. So now we're just going to give our opinion based yes. on who we like. That, yes. Uh, well, That's I can't do that. Yeah. That, well, that, I'll let you do doing. that. No, no, no. This no, is what we're I, doing. I, I know. The, the question is: the question is right now. For this season and this season alone, based on I, right I, now, I can't. I can't. Not what I you've can't done. Answer that. Not what you've done previously. I'll let you answer. Is, it. You did it last saying. week, so you can do it again. Well, now. I can do it last week because you. It was very specific, based on the body of work. Yes, I know. Thirty executives. Is the exact same question this week, based on this season so far. Based on this who season would you so far. Have for the rest based of the on season. The, okay, if if I were coaching, if I were coaching. Which the people are playing, they're going to all say DeAndre Ayton. Okay. That's what they're going to say. Why they're going to say that is because physically, he's more capable of playing in a playoff series right now. If you said right now, mm -hmm. okay, the two best players at that position who we didn't even put in this, in, we didn't even put in yeah, this exercise. Because there's no point comparing them to this. Okay, there's no point comparing them. But that's who we're going to play against. The guys who we're not going to compare them against. So. The your argument is already skewed. Okay, so like, the, the original question that this is based on is: Can you name ten centers better than Chet Holmgren right now? Okay, let's list them for me. Okay, go ahead. Let, we can try. Let's go ahead. now. Let's so Giannis and Embiid. Okay, Giannis and Embiid, and, who that's two. And, and 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 who else? Because I don't think Chet is a center. 
I think he's really like some power forward or whatever. I don't think you can just put him. I don't think of him in the same way that I put Rudy Gobert. Okay, but he's played a hundred percent of his minutes as the five man when he's been out on the court. Okay, that that's fair. But I also see that they switch too. Yes, so that's what I'm saying. I I I'm just saying what I see. I see him as a as a positionless player who just happens to be the tallest player on the floor. Just like when I watch when I watch Wimbenyama. I watched Wimbenyama last night, and I just watched Popovich. So Pop starts him at like the three, and then. He just puts him against Jokic just so he can get a feel of what it's like to play against a real star. And he just lets Jokic, and he just let him play against it so he can know, hey, man, I got a lot of work to do here. So yep. do, if I just put Wimpy Yama as, as a center, I think I'm doing him a disservice. Well, he's, he's only played thing. 20% of his minutes as center so far. He's uh, been uh, playing but, power forward predominantly with Zach Collins on the court playing the final. But if he played with the Oklahoma City Thunder, he would be forced to have to play because yes. they're in a different situation. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So when I, I I can't help but to accept all of this information that's out here. Now, if we just want to say, let's go based on what we saw. Let's say we're at a pickup game. Yes. Okay, let's say we're at a pickup game. Yes. I, I would probably choose Chet, but I would choose Chet because I know Chet can give me an advantage, not okay. at the center okay. position. So, so would you choose Chet over these players? Would you choose Chet over DeAndre? However, with the big caveat, can I build a team around what I know he can't do right now? Yes. That, that's can I build a team around? I know he can't provide the physical. He can't provide the physicality to win in a playoff game right now. He just can't do it. It's not a knock on him. It's just Mo. He can't absorb and play through the contact right now. Mo, I, he couldn't post you up right now, Mo. <laughs> that's not a knock I'm, on him that's just where his body is at right respect now respect my Mo, game bj respect i ain't no many I people can post your, up on me Mo, I, that's what i'm saying but there are some who can mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some who can though so i'm just saying do i love chet yes but if i just said chet i'm going to put him at the center position no no well, no, well I mean, I, they played the Sixers, right? And like five okay. minutes into the game, he's already not got an MB because he, he, he's not strong enough, right? But but here's my thing, right? I would still okay. rather have that on my team than DeAndre Ian. Okay, that, and Mo, that's fair. I can, Mo, absolutely. Everyone's entitled to that. However, because he's still giving do? me 30 plus on the other yes. side and he's still blocking three or four shots. So I'm still picking Chet over DeAndre Ian. Would you have, would you rather have Chet or Miles Turner on your team? Well, if you're trying to win, if you're trying to win championship, I'm going to go for what I know. Miles Turner, like, didn't he lead the league in block shots one year or Many close to? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, now, do I like? But the versatility, the way the game is played today, and the versatility of Chet, well, that's a just what I'm saying. These questions, we got to take in the whole thing. If we could just look at a one little question, like like the whole Damian Lillard thing, there isn't an executive that's saying, okay, who's going to build their team around a guard at, at, at that age? Raise your hand. Uh, like that's what I'm saying. That's like, why no I think this is a fair do. comparison. DeAndre Ayan's only 25. Again, I'm just looking at where, how the game is played. Mo and I both understand this as well as our listeners. 
the playoff is going to be a way different game. Okay, so how about this? If you were building a team, would you rather build it around Chet or Carlton Towns? Would I rather build it around Chet? Okay, I'm. I don't want to answer that question right now, and and the reason I don't want to answer it right now is because of this. If I were an executive and I'm looking at the game as is right now, okay, and let's say I had an opportunity to trade, there's a big question mark right now on 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 availability of Chet right now, based on the injury that he's coming off of. And what's the one thing that scares executives more than anything with Big Smoke is what? Injuries. Their feet. Yeah. Because of that size. Okay, Mo. Here's a little fact. Mo, we've never seen a player at this size play like this in a game where it's not based like where they're playing in the paint and the things that they're doing. Mo, and 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 it's a real thing now that we know that bigs have problems with their feet, right? Yes. Whether it's Bill Walton, Yao Ming, Yao Ming, we Mo, this is we don't know. So while we're sitting here just saying with a sample, we've literally got a sample size of what's going on here. I'm hoping that this young man, knock on wood, is healthy because Mo, we're seeing. Not one, but two players we've never seen before play. And we know, Mo, that Biggs, that pressure, that size, the step backs look cool. The between the legs looks great. We all put, as you say on Instagram, and I need to get the app, which I don't have. It's great. <laughs> However, Mo, everyone who's watched this game since 1946, they're holding their breath because none of us has ever seen this before. So before I start saying who I want, Mo, I don't know who I want. Because right now, Mo, if all things are equal, I would choose the better defensive player. And the better defensive player to me appears to be Chet. Mm -hmm. Appears to be. Because def defense to me is the catalyst to everything. It's the catalyst. It's like quantum mechanics. That's the thing that touches everything else. <laughs> it touches everything. Okay. So, and whatever it is you're looking at, it touches everything. Okay. If you can defend, I can be a good shooter. Why? Because I'm going to play advantage basketball. Of course, I'm going to shoot a higher percentage because I'm shooting more uncontested shots. If I can't defend, that puts an incredible amount of pressure on my players to shoot contested shots. And we all know, Mo, that contested shots are a lower percentage than uncontested shots. So, And Chet is currently second in the NBA at contesting shots. Okay. Okay. So if you're saying if, if everything is equal and everything is healthy and all of this, I'm going to always choose the better defensive player. I'm always. Okay. When I look at the Milwaukee Bucks right now, Mo, you can't tell me with the de defensive player of the year, Giannis, and the runner-up, I think, just a year ago. Yeah, Giannis won a couple Brooke, years ago, and Brooke was, yeah, and, I think, and second Brooke, last year. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, Mo, they're like 28th or 29th in defense right now. Mm-hmm. Now, Mo, 
Okay. <laughs> you, 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 you see? So I'm not, this isn't, when you start asking these questions, we have to encompass every single aspect of it. Because if not, then it's, it's fun to give your opinion. However, there's a real responsibility that at least I share with the listeners. Because if you just want an opinion, hey, I'm thankful for the people who take the time out of their day. Because I take this very serious. And I research this stuff. I'm not just talking to be talking. I'm researching it going, wait a minute. Hold on. You have Giannis and you have Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lo Lopez. And then suddenly, Mo, they go to one of the elite teams in the on the defensive end. And suddenly now, Mo, they're 28th or 29th. Uh, now, true holiday for Dame. Okay. Okay. Now, this is why we play the regular season. We have to figure it out. We got to play. There's a mindset. There's a difference. All of these things, Mo, matter if you're going to win. That's why... I, I'm not reckless or whatever. I really take this very serious. I still love the Damian Lillard trade. However, something right now is not clicking with them, especially on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. Okay? That, that's a fact. And yeah, if, They went and back and to if, drop and it was doing better, but... Something is going on there. Mo, there's like, not something is going on. Dame can't guard. Drew Holiday was one of the best okay. guards at playing so, defense. Like It's so, pretty simple to me. So what ends up happening is, like a scientist, we have to present the facts. We need everyone's opinions. However, the facts suggest right now, Mo, if they're not in the top 15 or top 10 by the end of this year, it's going to be highly unlikely that they get to that final game of the season because you have to be respectable on that end, Mo, because why? Because half of the time you're going to be on defense and you're going to have to get a stop at some point during this journey. Mm -hmm. That's just the Mo. That's just the facts. Now, people can disagree with it. People can shout and people can say all they want. I'm just here to report back to you the scientific facts of how this thing works. And then we're going to make our projections based on that. So back to your original question. If we're saying everyone is healthy, I would prefer to build my team based on what I know has worked since the beginning of time. Defense, all right? Bill Russell has the most championships, and he wasn't near the score of a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a Will Chamberlain, or any of these guys. But he won 11 championships. Why? Because, well, he was the greatest defensive player. One of, if not the greatest. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Based on what I understand, until someone else does it a different way, I'm going to take the guy who can defend. I mean, Mo, it's just simple math to me. It's not complicated. Yeah. So now if you have an opinion on shooting and hey, do your thing, just give me the guy who can block the, who can stop the other guys. And if you got that guy on your team, I feel pretty confident mm -hmm. that I feel pretty confident, Mo, that I'll probably win the game. Now, you may have great numbers, but I can live with that. I'm going to win the game. But that's just me. So if that's the game we want to play, let's play it. And I don't think DeAndre Ayton 
He was a bad defensive player, by the way. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think he was better than he is now. Um, but that's that. Professor Armstrong don't want to play the no, game. No, 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 so, no. I'm not you know, playing the game. The, the, people on TikTok, sure. the people on Instagram are going to be mad now. They're going to be upset. <laughs> they were expecting these every oh. week. And now I'm just going to tell them you don't want to play. Well, I want to play. He just took his and gone home. That's, that's no, okay. No, I want to okay. play. I want to play. However, I, I, I feel responsible. Like, I, it, there's a responsibility I have. I mean, I mean, it's fun. But at the same time, I mean... Well, we're like, you know, I can't so have the like name. You, you real name, play, no gimmicks. But at the same time, real, I, 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 I say every every day, real name, no gimmicks. You didn't say it today. <laughs> hey, that's that. That's oh, another oh, episode wow. of the Hoop oh, okay. Genius Podcast. Okay. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Make sure you subscribe, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. BJ and I will be back tomorrow with more. So do not miss a single episode. And most importantly, get buckets.